Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Changing the Lost Vanity. Vanity is a first edition Chronicles of Darkness game set in southern Florida during the year 1993. Father Katrina, played by Tillman, Raymond, played by Chris, Isabel, played by Andrew, Frank, played by Slavic, and Adam as the storyteller, as they uncover the mysteries of the true Fae and forge new paths for themselves in a world of beauty and madness. Follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM for channel updates, and we hope you enjoy this episode. So after, like, he does that, and after, like, Charlie puts on his jacket, I'm just going to, like, put my hands gently on Charlie's shoulders, you know what I mean? And kind of just try to get, like, eye contact with him to kind of, like, repair the situation, you know? I just be like, listen, Charlie, I'm sorry for lashing out there, but you have to understand what you've been sitting here and keeping to yourself is something that puts us all at risk. And I care about you. And I understand it's a lot of weight for someone your age to hold on to. But you simply cannot hold on to such information by yourself here. And the white trash in my voice is kind of like receded back, you know, to being disguised. But I'm going to keep my, you know, I'm not going to spend the glamour to put my mask up again unless I can. Uh, yeah, I'll put a glamour. I'll spend another glamour to like put the mask up. You know what I mean? Because I guess I'm feeling really ashamed, you know, at the moment at what I did. I think I'm down to three glamour right now. And I'm like, you're not going to be staying here with your grandmother anymore. Okay. I think it's best that you tell your grandmother that you, you, you're going to be crashing at some friends and you can stay at my house. Okay. We need to stick together at these moments, but you can continue telling the story in the car. It is on me to get you back to normal and explain to what's going on. But you continue your tale when we go out there. Just tell your grandmother that you're going to go out and go about and hang it out with us or whatever you have to to get her off your case. And there are some peers of ours who are out there in the car, and you need to tell tell us all where this story is going, okay? Okay, Ray. Okay, Ray. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm sorry, Ray. I, I don't know. Be sorry. Don't, don't be sorry. You're you a young see him. He's, he's starting to tear up a little bit. He's, I, I know. I know it. I know what I did was bad. I I, I, I want to take full responsibility for it. You know, I, no, I just, no, 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 no. I, I'm done. I'm done with this anyways. You can tell Norma. You can tell Norma. I will. I will stay with Tim again. You know, and I just kind of pull him into me. I pull him into me. You know what I mean? To kind of give him a give him a hug, and I'm like, listen, man, it's okay. It's okay. People like other changelings have probably seen your your like true fame means before, but. Probably not often at all. So, like, when you dropped the mask in front of him, there was just, like, a moment of just, like, you know, he saw this, like, pure, like, rage just, like, take actual form and just come out and then just dissipate really quickly. So, like, the whole thing was, like, very much just, like, uh, visual as well. And it it really – it shook him because even though you guys are courtmates – you know, him and, like, a lot of people in the Freehold, they're used to seeing you as, you know, like, mortal Ray. And they don't really – they don't give you shit for, for wanting to put your mask up. I mean, that's, that's like, that's your own thing. They're, you know, clearly, as you guys have seen so far, uh, the Freehold is willing to put up with a lot of people's individual uh, quirks, I guess, if you want to call them that. And, you know, like, issues and stuff like that. So, yeah, it um, you guys – you guys exit the little like sub basement bre- bedroom, and he goes into the the TV room where his grandma is sitting down, and he just kind of um, he kind of just like kneels beside her. He starts talking to her in Spanish, and you don't you don't really understand. And she um she leans in, she gives him a kiss, and then he's he's ready to go. 
Um, he doesn't take anything with him. He just is just going as is. And I take it my car with it being like an older model Cadillac. There should be room between Isabel and I for him to sit in the middle, right? Yeah, they. it has one of those uh, things where you can kind of put up the middle glove compartment thing, and that is kind of like a little makeshift seat you can kind of use. Uh, you're going to be bumping elbows, but it's, you know, that's you can do that in those cars, definitely. Yeah, so when we walk outside, I'm going to like kind of put like my arm around him as like a reassurance, comforting reassurance. I walk up to the window that... You, you'll probably find us outside of the car, actually. Oh, outside of the car. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we would, probably wouldn't have... I know that earlier Tillman was saying he definitely wanted to get out of the car, and eventually I would have also as well. Definitely. So as we walk up, I'm going to kind of say, uh, try to say in a somewhat jovial voice, like, "Hey, I found our missing court member here," and I kind of smile and pat him on the shoulders. I'm like, uh, "I think it's imperative that we probably get him back to uh, the nightclub." And he's going to have a story to tell us on the way there that I think you three might want to hear. Um, don't you, Charlie? I kind of look down at him. Isabel kind of arch an eyebrow, but not say anything. He he looks down, disappointed, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I suppose I do." It's all right, Are you John. okay, Charlie? Yeah, I think. I felt someone you. real angry there in the house. No, I'm I'm okay. Thank thank you. Really? Here, you can hold Fluffy. He's <laughs> in the backpack. And he's just gonna look into the backpack and just like smile, just because like you know, even though this is very stressful, it's just how can you. You know, he's there's still that part of him that is human enough that will smile at a cute little dog, you know, regardless. And you know, you can s- the backpack, take it out. <laughs> Poor thing. Oh, yeah, he'll he'll lift it out of the backpack and kind of, you know, cradle it and pet it a little bit. And you know, you can see just like that very human um sort of happiness he gets from you know, this this dog for a second. He'll you know, he'll hand it back to Frank. Um, hand him back to Frank, and he'll, um, you know, he'll scoot into the the car first from the from the passenger side before Isabel or whoever's going to sit in the the passenger seat. You know, s- slides in. I'm not squeezing between the two of them. No, so he's gonna he's in the middle. It'll it would be so basically he went in first. So whoever yeah. comes in next is like where the door and the window are. He's in yeah. the middle of the driver and the passenger. Okay, I'm just making it clear that I wasn't gonna like. If he was waiting for me to get in, like no, I'm he's just waiting for whoever. He has no idea what the original setup of the car was. Out of all of you, he's the littlest, though. He's he's yeah. like this scrawny kid, you know. He's just like this this bratty like bratty looking like teenager, you know. All right. Well, then I so guess I he's start... sitting squished up next to Isabel, which uh, isn't an unpleasant thing. As I like start the car and drive. I'm going to be like um, someone else inside talking to Charlie here. And Charlie, I'm going to catch him up to where you left off, okay? Yeah. He's telling me about the interesting way that him and some of his peers uh, found a way to gain, to gain glamour by playing games that young people often play. It's no fault of his own. It sounds like there's others who do it. But Charlie was that uh, one night while he was playing one of these games – and I take a second, I look in the rearview mirror kind of like like nervously, you know what I mean? And then look in the side mirrors I'm driving across a trufe. And Charlie has been here in his room self-medicating with what he saw. When you say that, Isabel lets out a string of curses in Spanish. 
and and she kind of looks at him and is looking at you and is like listening but she's like just kind of like just reaction just cursing out loud like you know definitely definitely and i and i look at her and i just kind of nod and i'm like lee that we have to go and, and tell norma about this and i'm sure norma's going to talk to Emmanuel. but charlie's going to finish his story to us and tell us what what he saw there just ask and i kind of look at isabella try to like i through my looks like i just ask that we show patience and give him the opportunity to finish the story before we rush to judgment and uh pat charlie on the shoulder like if you could continue on with your story charlie uh unless any of you have questions for him but i think we, we need to hear what what's going on are you driving i'm driving nervously like here's the tapping it's hands on the steering wheel is a lot quicker now than it was ticks are coming out a little bit more and i imagine the radio is off right i've just been assuming uh that you guys yeah, are like, definitely. <laughs> like this serious tone right now i always drive with the radio off because then subconsciously you can hear someone speeding up by you next to you you know what i mean like hey before he can start telling his story she kind of launches off in spanish at him what do you mean how what, what what was it where did you see this like what did it look like how do you know it's a true fate all these kind of questions just pouring out like instantly and then she just kind of catches herself after a moment and just and then switching back to english tell your story please and he looks up at you with with sorry eyes and he just sighs right so where Ray left off, you know, I, I was going to scare this kid. It was just like a, a typical routine thing. You know, I give him a little scare. It's, it's nothing too bad, just enough to give him, give him some nightmares. But anyways, I'm up at the window, and that's when I fucking see it. It's this thing. And it was more than seeing it. It was – I felt it. It just felt awful. I just – looking at it, it just reminded me of being there. It just reminded me of, of – of all of that, I just went back there in my head, you know, and she just scooped up the kid, you know, like just grabbed him out of bed by like an arm and just flung him over her shoulder like he was just a rag doll. And then I just woke up at home. I woke up at home in my own bed and I went over to the house. I tried to see what was going on. I, I looked in the window again. There was nobody there. And, you know, the, the next day I, I saw police there. You know, and then the day after that, I, I saw an article in the paper. But then the next day, it said that the kid went home. And so I tried to just forget about it. I figured no, nobody would believe me anyways. But I, I realize now that what I did was wrong. I, I shouldn't have sat on this. But I was just scared, you know. And I can admit it. I, I didn't do the right thing. I was scared. But I want to I wanna make this right now. Take Take me to see Norma. I will tell her everything. I I will stay with Tim. I will get off the shit. Here, you, you guys can have this. And he takes this bag out of his pocket. And it looks like there's flowers inside it. And if you guys could give me intelligence, weird, give that a go. One success. Okay. One success. And I'd also want to point out that whenever he was explaining his story, when he said she um, – Isabel would have like noticeably like gotten less tense, like still worried, but like, oh, okay, she only one success as well. Okay, so those of you who have gotten any successes at all will will know just by like just by the feel that you get when you see this that this is like of hedge origin, um, and it's what a lot of a lot of changelings refer to as goblin fruits. Um, they're kind of just 
plants that people find in the hedge. And, you know, they have like a lot of more like scientific names, a lot of more just kind of like nicknames, slang names. But this specific one that he's giving to you, was there anybody that had two successes? I have three successes. You have three successes. Okay. So everybody with one success, you recognize this as something that people call nightcap. But the interesting thing about it is there's also an identical plant called Bugglewort. When when somebody finds this in the in the hedge, they have to actually make like a uh, a survival roll to like to know what it is. Um, since you guys aren't like discovering this in the hedge and you're just like receiving this from somebody else, I don't want you to have to make like a survival roll because I don't really feel that that necessarily applies. But so uh, everybody with one success knows that it's either one of those two. Uh, Katrina, you know that it is specifically nightcap, not buglewort. You, for some, like you know enough about that specific one to just be like, oh, that's the nightcap one. Um, and basically, you know that what it does is that it it um, induces like extreme like lethargy and like sleepiness, and you know it can be used as like a like a it's like a hedge sedative. Everybody else who just got one success, you just know that like that, it's either one of the two. And the other, it's either nightcap or buglewort, I said. Buglewort is basically the same thing, but with an opposite effect. It gives like an insane amount of energy, um, basically just the complete opposite of like what they call nightcap. So Katrina, you can tell that it's nightcap instead of buglewort. Everybody with one success can tell that it's one of the two. And he's just kind of like putting it out there. Does this stuff only affect changelings, or does this affect mortals too? If mortals were to take it, mortals could mortals would be affected if they took it. But it's basically, I mean, obviously, it's, hedge. It's for like the thing is, if it if it came into mortal hands, like yeah, it would it would have an effect. But it's mostly just within the changeling community because those are the only people who really are capable of like going into the hedge and and actually finding it or getting it or whatever. <clears throat> I look at Charlie and I'm like, what what is that, Charlie? Oh, I, I, I just chew these up and it, it makes me sleep. Um, I don't want it's, these anymore. It's nightcap. Uh, I well, saw this before. Well, what, what, what is it? What is it, Katrina? Like, what, what does nightcap say, do? I think um, it's only in the hedge and it just makes you very sleepy. I, I think one of us... Is this something you've been taking, Charlie? Yeah, I was taking it pretty regularly, uh, you know... Um, not I really should... proud of the of the certain things that I've done, but I think you should hand it over to Miss Lake over there, seeing that she's the one who perhaps knows most about it and how to handle it. Oh, I I want you guys to have it. I I I'm done with all this type of stuff. I I That's I've good. gone too far on. I've just seen too much lately, and I just kind of want to get grounded again. And I don't want to be taking any of these weird hedge things or any of these you know human things and. I just want to get my head straight again, and I just want another chance, you guys. I'm I'm really sorry. Charlie, it's perfectly fine and acceptable. There are many people who have dealt with less in their lives who resort to such tactics as you did. If you're acknowledging you need help, and that's the first step, and you want help, that's a good sign of showing us that you, you want to turn over a new leaf. And I appreciate you being honest up front with us. And as to what your actions were in the past, we can move on from that. So do not feel that in any way, at least I can attest that I do not judge you for what you did, because I'm not sure how I would have reacted or any of us, I think, know exactly. We can say what we, how we'd like to react if we were in such a situation, 
but none of us know how we, we would have reacted you to come out and say this. And it's especially brave for you to admit you're wrong. And, and I'm frankly, I'm proud to call you a court member and a friend for doing that. But no, you're the only one that visited me in these past two weeks. Even the even my my brothers and my sisters in, in the crow, you know, they they called. They were concerned. I know, you know, I know that they care about me. But you know that you you're the only person who actually came here and and, and saw me and you know actually checked in on me. I was never gonna ask for it. I was never gonna reach out. And it just you know, I just I don't know. Thanks. You can thank these three too. They came along trying to help out too. He turns to Isabel. Thanks. And he turns to Katrina. Thanks. Thanks. And he's just when, like, he's, when he's he personally thinks her, just thanking. When, when he thanks her, she, Isabel, uh, kind of, uh, just turns like a little bit away, uh, to kind of hide how she's like feeling in this moment. She's kind of pissed off. She thinks he's fucking stupid. And, um, he could have been like, in he he could be a liability right now for all she knows and she's just trying to hide her nervousness and so that he doesn't like catch on that so she kind of turns just a little bit not to slide him but to just kind of hide like the 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 emotion that's building up you know and he's just like and and again i i know i've probably said it a hundred times but i just want to apologize to all of you guys isabel you frank i'm sorry Katrina, you too. You're my court mate. You know, I never wanted to put you guys in danger with any of this. And it was, it was selfish of me, you know, but, but let's just go see Norma now. And, and, and maybe I can help you guys fix this or maybe, maybe I can fine. fix this. It shouldn't be your, this shouldn't be your responsibility. You know, I'm we'll so fix sorry. it together. We'll fix it all together. And maybe Frank can let you hold his, his, his fluffy for a little bit until we get to the club, Charlie. And I kind of pat him like, you know, kind of say in a warm voice while he's playing with the dog. Why don't you describe a little bit of this visitor, the one who took this child? You're kind of vague when you spoke about her. You used the pronoun her. Yeah. You really didn't quite describe what it looked like. Yeah, sorry. It's uh I'm still a little rattled by it, but it it was definitely like a like a female figure. It was it was old, like an old woman, like a like a witch from like a movie or something like that with like a pointy nose and warts and you know, like a, like a real hag, just a, a disgusting woman. And she stood a little taller than a, than, you know, normal folk do. And she, she was wearing rags. Um, trying to think of how else I could describe her. Just well, a, you're, you're doing, you're doing good, Charlie. You're doing good. You know, and I'm sure the more you talk about it, the more will come out in time. Um, out of character, can is there a role I could do like in a, I don't know something in a cult role? Then the reason I want to make a role is I want to kind of like try to piece this together. But the one thing that like really stuck out to what he said was how he saw it because I refuse to even acknowledge that these things can be a pronoun. Saw it and then woke up in bed. And to me, that's like has me really nervous because that's a huge gap in memory right there. And um, I just want to see if anything that any of the research and knowledge i've gained since i've been back like does this strike at all uh sound familiar at all or anything to that extent if not i understand i'm just seeing if it's a possibility sure give me um intelligence in a cult and mm-hmm. i think that would be a plus one since since your specialty is fey and this is like a very specifically fey question and if you spend a willpower point you get plus three right you get plus three correct can i spend a willpower point yeah. okay i'm gonna spend one because i've seen that this 
how my guy loses temper, I'd say it's pretty important. So you said intelligence in the cult, which is six plus one, which is seven plus three, which is ten. So you got a success. Okay. I mean, you've like you've read the the books that other other changelings have have written on on the subject of true fae, which are you know not easy to find. You've done your research as much as you possibly can on this topic that is like pretty much like very unknown. You've heard of stuff like this. It's not it's not out of character for for memory loss and just moments of like not fully remembering or understanding what happened to be like associated with encounters with the true fae. Also part of you, um, if you could give me like, can you give me an intelligence and medicine roll, please? All right. That's six dice. So let me go ahead and two right, successes. So, so like right away, you realize also that this could just be like a reaction to stress that he just like blacked out and like walked home or like something like that. Um, but yeah, you definitely. realize it would be a possibility that something else happened. I mean, this is a encounter with the true Fae. I mean, at least that's what he's suggesting. Yeah, definitely. So when we get to the club, what I am going to do, just to kind of give others the chance uh, to interact with them, I'm just going to, like, ask, seeing that Isabel seems to be the most, um, for lack of a better term, fiery, it seems almost like I can, nothing against Katrine, Katrina or Frank, but Isabel seems outwardly more to be sharing the same feelings I'm feeling internally right now about, you know, hearing about this. I'm going to just kind of look at her and be like, I'm going to go grab Amanda, or excuse me, uh, Norma real quick. I believe this is a discussion that's best to have outside, rather uh, inside the club. Um, Can you wait out here in the parking lot with him, you guys, while I go grab her real quick? Okay. What about um, Emmanuel? I... We, I would like to talk to him about this tonight, but I would like to get our ducks in order before we go to him with this, seeing that um, I feel he might have a lot on his plate right now. We will talk to him tonight. I just want to kind of have us hammer this out, get the details we can, and, and be able to How present. I go prime him. Yeah. Okay. He will ask me later anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right. So uh, I'm going to go get normal. You said you're going to go speak to Emmanuel and prime him up. Will you two wait out here with with Charlie here so he's not alone? I, I look at Frank and Katrina. Can you bring Melissa maybe if she's still there? I, to be honest with you, Katrina, uh, and I understand your care for her, and I'm willing to tackle that situation here soon. Okay, not, not right now. I, I understand. Yeah, because I don't think her influence right now would be exactly uh, the best for Charlie at the moment. But yes, definitely. We, we'll tackle that when it comes because I feel like she may have her and her friends may have more information about uh, that. We're going to need to know. So I'm going to go grab normal right now. I'll be right back. Okay. Charlie, just sit out here. Enjoy Frank and Katrina and the company and, and we'll be back. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be bringing Norma out. Okay. He gives you a nod. And uh, Isabel and sets off with him uh, to go get Emmanuel or at least to talk to him. Kind of, like I said, prime him. And I'm going to say to uh, Isabel as we're walking out of earshot, I'm like, I'll look at her and I'm like, isn't this some shit? That's kind of like her reaction, like a deep breath, like stealing herself. Yeah, I just keep walking forward, determined as her. So, you believe him? Yeah, he's a good kid. I mean, shit. Yeah. What would I have done at that age if I would have been confronted with what we dealt with? At least I had some years in my life, some little time spent in adulthood before this happened to me. I can only imagine what it's like being his age and having this happen. It must be pretty pretty heroin for anyone to be taken like that as a child. 
I was. You, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I was 14. And how, how, how did you handle it coming back? I'm sorry, Isabel. I, I try not to pry into others' past and story, but did you come back as a child or did you come back as an adult? I came back like you see now. Fucking monsters. Was there a long time? Uh, you ever hear those stories about uh, Dionysus and and Pan and those really crazy like Greek gods? That's what mine was. Something like that. All I remember is being used all the time. <sighs> and he just takes a deep breath and he looks at the ground and he's like, "They're perversions. They're they're." And I kind of like try to hold back tears for a little bit. I can. I look at her. I'm like, I don't talk about my experience because I don't want to give them the, the satisfaction of, 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 of feeling like they have any kind of impact on me in my life. But I can tell you this, Isabel, that, that I, I had something similar happen to me. Whatever. I'm just glad it wasn't mine. Here's the thing. It's a part of the same fucked up group or whatever they are that yours was and that mine was and that theirs was. And right now, with Emmanuel at the head, retribution very well may be written in the tea leaves. Well, let me hand it to Emmanuel. I know how to talk to him. You do that. Maybe grab yourself a drink. And I kind of smile at her warmly. And... Um, so, like, Charlie is, is outside of the car at this point, And he's kind of, like, kicking a can around. And he's sort of goofing off like, like teens do. He took a, a cigarette out of his jacket pocket. And he's, he's smoking it. He's just, like, just kind of, like, goofing off and stuff. And he, I'm, I'm assuming that like you guys are kind of just like hanging outside of the car at this point because you've just spent, you know, you've just spent like probably close to an hour, for, 45 minutes, you know, in the car just now. And he looks to Katrina and he says, so how's the, how's the dancing? And before you answered, you just, you noticed that he is like, he he's like seems very much like with it and like happier now and kind of just like less scared and less uh you know less distraught than he was before. He's he's happy to be, you know, like almost like he's like turning himself in or something like that and he's just like, "Oh, well, you know, it's like a, a weight has been lifted in a sense." He's he's just kind of having fun again. A small talk with him a little bit, like telling him uh about the uh dance uh i'm practicing right now and upcoming tournaments well he tries to sort of you know make small talk i'll, I'll ask uh charlie uh what did raymond do i felt that someone or what happened i felt someone was really angry there you know yeah he you know he he got mad and and i don't blame him i what I did wasn't wasn't really the the best choice, but he's you know he's he's Autumn. He's a brother of mine, you know, and I know he cares. Okay, then, but uh, if he's mean to you, you know, you you can just come to me. Hey, thanks. Hey, what what's your name, anyways? I I've seen you before, but I don't think we've ever formally met. I'm Frank. He you know holds out his giant arm. And uh, Charlie will reach out and shake it, and you can see that the handshake kind of, um, you know, he's actually, like, physically shaken by just Frank's sheer strength. He'll take one of his cigarettes out and be like, want one? He's just a snotty uh, kid trying to be cool. Uh, well, Is told me that I shouldn't. 
Yeah, I guess everybody says that, and he just he just puts him away and just keeps kicking the can around a little bit. So, uh, do you have a place to stay, or did did you and Raymond figure it out? I mean, Normal will probably have me stay with Tim again. Uh, last time I kind of went off the rails. She, Tim, set me up in one of the spare rooms down at the motel, and, you know, he looked after me, took care of me, he got me clean for a little while at least, but, you know, my dumbass messed that up again. But this time I'm serious. This time things are going to be different. He gave me oh. the nightcap, right? Yeah, he gave it to you. I hold it up and I say, where did you get this? Oh, it, that I I found it in the hedge, actually. Uh, you know, when I'm doing the things that I was doing, I... I really just felt invincible, you know, like I could just do anything, you know, I, I've, I haven't felt fear in a long time before this happened, honestly. And, you know, when I came back and when I was there, all I felt was fear. That was my entire life. So I don't give, I didn't give a fuck about going into the hedge. I'd go there whenever I want. I'd look for all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I'd had to, I had to run a few times, you know, I did, I was chased by some crazy shit more than once. And you know what? It's, I didn't even care. And, now I, I just part of me just wants nothing to do with it. I just don't want this. It's from that place, and that place is what's making me not human and um, out of character. You, what he's describing is the fact that his his clarity has been dropping yeah. because of just like the the way he's been living, um, taking mind altering substances, not giving a fuck about going into the hedge and just like, you know, it's like a dangerous place and he just doesn't really care and all this kind of stuff. It's been taking a toll on him and he's been feeling less like a person, like completely. Um, the stuff that he does with with the group he mentioned where he was, you know, spooking people and stuff like that, um, that didn't help. Uh, so all of it's kind of just been adding up and slowly eating away at his clarity and that's right. what he's trying to vocalize for you. Is it visible for me, though? Or can I feel that he's less human? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say that there's... there's, And if I'm wrong, you guys can interject. I don't think that there's like a, anything visual that comes with losing clarity, but you guys would probably notice as far as like his attitude goes and stuff like that. He's like way less... Um, he's like, you know, he seems crazier. He seems like more unstable than than others but yeah, my just in this short mental. yeah just in this short car ride that you guys have had together and stuff like that your warmness towards him and your you know making sure he's okay and stuff like that it, even that alone is just like i mean it's obviously he has a long way to go to being normal but it's just like you know you can see that that helped like you know like a little bit it helped all right um, I have one more question for him. Uh, so, no fay, no goblins, no anything ever followed you out of the hedge, right? No, I mean, not that I know of. Um, frankly, I don't think that that thing that I saw had anything to do with me. I think it was just chance that we were both there at the same time, but I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, I won't lie to you. Part of me wants to believe that this is all just this, a weird coincidence. And part of me wants to believe that I didn't see what I saw. You know, I hope it's just the 
you know, the weird shit I've been taking that's kind of, uh, you know, messing with my judgment or something like that. But I really can't say. And now it's now it's gotten to the point where, you know, I I don't want to raise right. You know, I, I can't endanger people selfishly. You know, I'd I try to reject it instead of. Yeah. Let's just hope that this isn't the new hotspot for the Fae to come. And he just like, he just like nods his head and kind of looks away. Just like, he agrees. Katrina isn't as supportive as Raymond. (laughs) (laughs) For good reason. I mean, out of character, for good reason. Like, I feel like even like talking about the true Fae is probably like a very taboo thing. It's almost like, you know, like Voldemort and Harry Potter or something like that, where you just like, you call them them and you don't want to like say, you know what I mean? You don't even want to say it. You don't want to talk about it. It's, it's, uh, and so like a lot of people would have that attitude towards it of just like, fuck you. (laughs) Hello folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded, one which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want? Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called White Wolf RPGs Gameplay and Media. The group is specifically ran with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. We are currently over 1,000 members strong, and we are continuing to rapidly grow with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. High Level Games the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca, a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin that's highlevelgames.ca please help they're coming the Los Angeles metropolitan area is constantly growing and changing The Central District is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire Districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. Why is all this going on in Los Angeles?
Why is Los Angeles an exploding city? Neon Masquerade The Demon's Mirror Thirteen Candles Three Chronicles Running Through the Undead Veins of the City of Angels The Esoteric Order of Role Players Actual Play Podcast invites you to drink deeply. Go to eorpodcast.com and search the duets tag to find out more. world of darkness do you want to introduce your friends to it but there's one problem nobody reads books anymore this presents you with a problem doesn't it you want to get your friends into these awesome games but they don't have the time or wherewithal to read any of them well that's where brett the hitman comes in Brett the Hitman, your one-stop shop on YouTube for all things related to World of Darkness. Currently in the middle of his Werewolf the Apocalypse series, which is showing tremendous growth. It's going to the moon! That's right, watch Brett the Hitman and you will get style. Flare. Humor. <laughs> and of course, some dank meme magic. Fucking normies. <laughs> Brett the Hitman on YouTube at youtube.com slash I love other people's misery. So watch now. If only for the dank memes. Tune in today! Hi guys, I wanted to let you know about my YouTube channel, the video journals of Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey is a character I play in a live-action vampire game called New England Nightmares, which uses the new Finite Studio rules for Mind's Eye Theatre. The Chronicle's set in the city of New Haven, Connecticut, and we run on the third Saturday of every month in Southington, Connecticut. Most of the credit for the stories told in my journals comes from the plots developed by the amazing storytellers who run my game. So the videos on my channel are basically an in-character video logs of the newly sired Ventru Mike Bailey. They follow him from his days as a naive mortal, to his violent embrace during the Anarch Revolt in the City of London, on to his arrival on the shores of New Haven. The journals show Mike trying to come to terms with his kindred nature, his powerful but impure blood, and his attempts to hide his past from other members of the court of Prince Lucius. They put out updates every two weeks, and I love feedback and questions, so check out my channel, subscribe, and leave me a comment.